Today on episode number 565 of the School of Podcasting, like a Quad City DJ, I'm telling you to come and ride the train. And then we're going to talk with the fabulous Katie Kremitzos, the queen of Facebook groups. And if you are a coach trying to use podcasting to get clients, wait till you hear this strategy. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to bring my 20 plus years of helping people understand technology, and then I'm going to help you massage your message, tackle that technology, face your fears, flatten the learning curve, and not just get you podcasting, because look, you can go watch outdated YouTube videos and figure it out. I'm going to get you podcasting headache-free, headed in the right direction to become a digital influencer. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code listener, that will save you when you sign up for either a single course or for a membership. I really, really look forward to working with you in the future. Now, I mentioned a train at the beginning of the show, and I uh, we actually had the sun come out just for like, I don't know, 10 minutes here in Ohio, where I'm at. And there's a bike path that goes through like the lovely woods of Ohio. It's actually right along the Ohio Erie Canal, which is where the canal boats would bring goods and services and food and stuff. And a donkey would pull this thing. Well, the the donkey path is now a bike path. So it's really, really cool. And they also have an actual like steam train. Now, it's not the kind that you got to pump coal into, but it is nonetheless the train. And it's always for me, it's always great because when I'm driving there, you you if the train is there, you can't get into the parking lot. And inevitably, I will hear the choo choo train come in with the little toot toot of the horn and I will do my best to drive like a maniac, but I will miss it and have to wait for the train to leave. Now, if you've never seen a train take off. It, you know, it starts really, really slow and the chug and chug and chug. You know, I think I can. I think I can. We've all heard that story. And you're like, Dave, um, I don't know if you know this, but this is a show about podcasting. What the heck does this have to do with podcasting? Well, I do a show every Saturday morning at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. If you want to have your podcast question answered and if you go, I would love some consulting. I just can't pay for it. All you got to do is give up some sleep. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And one of the questions I occasionally get, because we all want to know, where do I stand? Am I doing good? Am I where am I at? Is how many downloads should I get when I first start out? Well, I've said this. If you're getting less than 10, there is something wrong with your show. Because you should be able to get 10. I mean, if you count mom and dad, cousin Sue, Uncle Billy. You should be able to get to 10. <laughs> and so right now, as I record this, the median, which means 50% get less and 50% get more, is around 200. So if you're doing 200, yeah, okay, you're doing all right. The average is around 2,000 as I record this in May of 2017, give or take. And so when people start out, they want to get right to that 5,000, 10,000 kind of thing. And this is where you got to come and ride the train. You are the engine. And you've got to make sure if we go back in the day of the steam engines, right? There was some guy there shoveling coal or wood or whatever it was. So you got to put all this in to get that thing hot so it blows the steam. And then what does it do? Well, that's the engine. But you then have to back the train up to the first little. Uh, what is that thing called? It's not a cart. It's a box. It's a it's the train thing. Well, it's the yeah, that thing. I know you're screaming at your dashboard, but it backs up into the next box car. And it actually does what? So it goes to where the box car is and then it connects. Yeah. So you are the engine. You got to back up to where your audience is. You have to back up to the box car and then you connect it. And there's a special connection now so that when that train turns around and starts going forward, that box car will follow. 
But if you've ever seen a train take off, which I have because I was sitting there waiting for it to move to get out of the way, it's a little slow when it first starts off because it's got all this weight and it hasn't built up any momentum yet. Now, on the other hand, when I see the train coming, hear my train coming for all you Jimi Hendrix fans, uh, what does it do? It blows the engine to know I'm coming. Well, that's promotion. So you have to promote your show, but you also have to have value. And the value in the train is the steam, the wood, the coal, whatever they're using now, diesel. That's the stuff that that makes the engine go. And you'll hear today how Katie at one point had a baby and was thinking about not coming back to podcasting and what put engine back put put power back in her engine feedback from the audience and so it's kind of a weird little circle the the more value you put in your show uh, the better the chance that you'll get feedback and the more feedback you get it it gives you more energy to put more fuel back into the engine which then hopefully then delivers value and you'll hear today how katie in three years that's the other thing i want to point out here katie has been podcasting for three, not three days, not three weeks, not three months, three years. But what has she been fueling her podcast with? Direct input from her audience. And so when you see people now that are having these huge successes, that train has been building steam for three years. Now, think about this. Who wants to step in front of a train that's been gathering momentum for three years. It's hard. It's hard to stop. My dad was a long distance truck driver and he would have tons, literally tons of weight on the back of his truck. And one time when he was in Mississippi, he blew a tire and went off the road and was knocking over these big, huge trees like they were toothpicks. And he actually thought he was going to die. Uh, I'll, I'll make this a very short thing, but it's, it's a cool little story. He, he knocked off all these trees. The, uh, I think I've told you this story before. The, uh, the back of the truck, the trailer, when it was done, the wheels were pointing up. And the truck part of the truck, uh, the wheels were pointing down. So it completely spun over. And he's now in the middle of a uh, forest in the middle of who knows where Mississippi and it's completely pitch black because now he's, you know, miles, well, not miles, but he's off the, the expressway. He gets out, doesn't know if he's on solid land cause it's Mississippi could have been a swamp. He, uh, gets out, he's got broken ribs. He's all cut up and things like that. As you might imagine, really, really lucky to be alive at this point, uh, steps out of the truck and, uh, he's on solid land and literally all the stuff is, you know, cause the trucks, you know, half upside down and a flashlight fell out of his truck, landed on the ground, and came on. And people ask me why I believe in an invisible sky buddy. Oh, we're not done yet. He walked to the road through the path that his truck just made, and uh, it just so happened that another trucker was coming and picked him up. So it's hard to stop things that have a lot of momentum. They will just roll over trees like there's nobody, nobody's business. So it takes a while to get that momentum, though. Think of a train starting up. And that's why you've got to bring your passion to start. But think about the other thing about a train. Trains have a clear path of where they're going. And that's the, this is where the analogy breaks down. A train has to follow the tracks to get to their point. But they do have a clear destination of where they're going. You, as a podcaster, can basically dictate where the train tracks go. If you come up with a better way, you'll hear how one of the things that Katie did to save her show, because uh, she was getting a little bored with it after three years, she just changed the format. Uh-huh. I know. You're, you're like, what? You can do that? Yes, you can change your format. So when you first start off and you're like, ugh, I'm on show number 12. Yeah, it's the wheels are turning now. That's good. But you got to hang in there and keep feeding it value Keep blowing your whistle so people know you're there because it's the the math of downloads is the total value in your show multiplied by the amount of promotion you do equals total 
downloads. Now, one of the things you can do to interact with your audience is, and we heard this when we talked with Natalie from Biz Chicks, when we talked with Joe from Stacking Benjamins, that one of the things they did to help their show and to boost that connection with their audience was start a Facebook group. And so when I heard the second person that had been on the show say Facebook groups, and I know I love my Facebook group, you actually, when you become a member at the School of Podcasting, you become a member of a private Facebook group, and they are really, really cool. And so I met Katie in 2016 at PodFest. I've been working with her and Chris on the Messengers documentary, so I kind of know the the Kermitsos family. They have the coolest baby in the world. So uh, I, I know the Kermitsos, but I'm bringing Katie on, not because she's my buddy, but because she is uh, she has a course on how to develop and really build this community. And her website is biz, as in B-I-Z, bizwomenrock.com. And if you're not a woman, you can still buy her course. It's true. So Katie and Chris have been working for, I think, five years in the Tampa Bay Business Owners Association. They've started that. They run it. So they know how to network with people. They know how to help people start and grow their businesses. Uh, So if you want more revenue coming into your business, if you think your business is running efficiently, if you are a mompreneur and you're seeking to find the the perfect uh, kind of personal equation for for rocking out your business and mommyhood at the same time, or if you need someone to help brainstorm out ideas and ultimately hold you accountable to accomplishing your goals, then Katie is the person for you. Uh, You can find her at bizwomenrock.com. And you'll hear today talk about retreats. She has a course on how to start a retreat, how to rock your Facebook group, all sorts of things. There's a resource library out there. Check it out at bizwomenrock.com. And Katie Kermitsos, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. What's the biggest mistake that somebody can do with a Facebook group? Because I think some people just say, oh, I'll go over. And I mean, the hardest hurdle is you have to figure out what type of Facebook group you want to make. Is it private or all that whole nine yards? But is it one of those things that like, if I just build it, they will come? No, absolutely not. Actually, there's a lot of strategy that should go into really getting clear on what the Facebook group is, what the like what the main point of the group is. And ultimately, you're asking for the biggest mistake. The mistake is not really understanding what value you're going to provide to people within that Facebook group. So I really see a Facebook group as sort of a home, like really a a virtual home. And so I want people to be comfortable in there. I want people to want to be there and choose to come into my group over wherever else they have a thousand you know, options to go to. And I want that to be a fun place for them to be. So I am constantly thinking and anyone who's about to start a group or who already has started a group and it's not really doing what they want it to do is just to get really clear on what value do you actually provide for the people in there. And in order to answer that question, you really need to get super clear about what it is you're doing in there, like what your purpose of the group really is. So for example, for a podcaster, the purpose of your group might be like, let me bring all my listeners together in a way where we can all, where they can all sort of access me 24 seven and we can continue the conversation that's getting started on the podcast and they can start accessing each other, right? So that might be a really great reason to start a Facebook group alongside your podcast. But then you really need to be clear on like, what's the main topic and purpose of this entire group? And what am I doing to ensure that this is constantly and consistently a fun and exciting and valuable place to be? So what are some strategies? Because to me, I think I've seen some people try too hard where they'll just like throw out a quite like they'll have the question of the day or whatever it is. And it, it doesn't seem to pertain to anything about the podcast or their, you know what I mean? It's like, Right. Today, let's let's talk about, you know, where was your first kiss? And you're like, <laughs> what does this have to do with? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to ask that one of my <laughs> So, okay. So this is a, it's a little gray. I, I definitely have some pretty distinct strategies on what you can do to promote engagement, which is ultimately what we're talking about. Because the last thing anyone wants and the thing that most people fear in starting a Facebook group is crickets. Like you don't want to start a group and all of a sudden you're inviting people and people are starting to kind of dribble in. 
and no one's talking and your entire feed is filled with just you and barely anyone commenting on your on your posts, right? So so the game becomes all about engagement. How are you encouraging people to comment? How are you making it valuable for them and and they're wanting to like and to be part of the conversation? So there's a couple of very specific things that you could do. It could be, you mentioned asking questions, but it's not just a matter of asking questions. It's asking questions that people actually want to answer. So the easiest thing for all of us to talk about is ourselves. And so if you can sort of reverse engineer the questions that you know that your community would really like to answer. And simultaneously, it could either be fun or it's directly related to whatever niche or topic that you're talking about. For example, you're talking about podcasting. And so you can definitely ask a lot of podcasting related questions within your group. However, one of the really cool things about a Facebook group is that it really is a multidimensional tool to build community and build relationships with which means that it's it's more about the holistic person. So that's why people are probably asking about when was your first kiss. So as long as you're keeping it in line with and again always being true to is this providing value for this community at large and for each of the members in here, then it becomes about asking questions that they get value out of and that they want to answer. And that's one strategy on how you can start to get them engaged. Another strategy is by celebrating people or, you know, kind of highlighting or spotlighting some of your members. And you do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, because it shows you as a leader who actually does care about your members. And as big as your Facebook group gets, I don't care if it's 10 people or if it's 10,000 people, Ultimately, your goal as a leader of any community, specifically for a Facebook group, is to make sure everyone feels that they are uniquely special. And they are. So your job in doing that through something like a spotlight could just be like, let's just say you noticed that Joe was doing this and that was really cool. So you can make a post tagging Joe and giving him a shout out for something cool that he did and just asking the whole community to like, Hey, join me in, you know, congratulating Joe for doing whatever. Now it does, it does a couple of things. Now, yes, you've been wrecked. You are people now see you as somebody who is shining the light on someone and you're making someone feel special. You're itemizing out one person, but you're also tagging Joe in that post, which forces Joe into that conversation because he gets a notification that he's been tagged in a post. So it sort of it forces people into a conversation. So along that same line and, and another third strategy is that you can tag people within a post in some sort of a related conversation. So let's just say that you saw a conversation or you had been talking to a couple of the people who were in your group about X, Y, or Z, you could actually create a post in your group that was like, hey, I was just talking to James and Jill and Tom and tag them all. And you know, this is the topic and I would love to know what you guys think. And obviously that would be something that is relevant to the topic of the group. Again, now you have forced those three people into the conversation. So you're most likely to get at least them to comment. And then once people start commenting, then you get more and more people looking at it because that post kind of raises up in the algorithm of a Facebook group. So the more comments a post has, has the higher it gets within the feed of a group. So those are just a couple of ways. Video is a really good strategy to use. Um, and you can do a video that uh, that is only seen within your group. So basically, you're starting it within your group. And so that's a really whether it's a Facebook Live or a pre-recorded video, you could do pictures. I mean, the whole idea of just changing up what you're doing. And I guess this all goes back to my big belief which is this is a giant experiment. And as long as you walk into a Facebook group, understanding that and really embracing it, then you can have a lot of fun with it. I am three years into managing and leading my foundational Biz Women Rock Facebook group. And I'm still experiment every single day to see what works and what doesn't. And believe me, even after three years, I'm posting stuff that barely gets any, any action. <laughs> and then I'm posting stuff that I was sort of off the cuff and I get tons of people engaging with it. So so it is a giant experiment. And, and just like business and just like a podcast, it's like, let me see what works and what doesn't. And then you can start having fun with what does. Can you think of something that you thought yeah, this, I don't know, this, this might work. Who knows? Whatever. We'll see something you didn't have high expectations for that just took off. 
Yeah, this was something I sort of randomly did in the very, very beginning of the group. I I was sort of doing this like, okay, let me ask some fun questions. In the beginning, for the first couple of weeks, it was all business related, right? Because I was thinking, this has to be business. This is what they're here for. And then one day I was just like, I had I couldn't come up with a good business question. And I just posted, where in the world are you from? Like, where are you? Like, where do you live? I think that was the question. And I had like 150 comments <laughs> of everyone like identifying because we're all proud of wherever we live, right? So it was a, it was a totally random, had nothing to do with business specifically. But I learned in that moment that A, that is a great question that any group leader can ask. I don't care what your niche is. And a lot of people will comment because everyone is like, that's an easy question to answer. Actually, that's another thing to keep in mind. Like, is this an easy question to answer? Does somebody have to sit and think about it and it's going to take too long so they're not going to take the time to answer it? But it's an easy question to answer. And it taught me that you don't always have to be so drilled into just talking about your topic. Like, you can get to know these people as holistic people. So that was really cool. Well, and I could see where people going, wow, I didn't realize you're only 20 minutes from my house. I didn't know that kind of thing. Yeah. And so when we talk about conversations and I'm doing air quotes right now, like, oh, bring them into the conversation. Like this is actually kind of how that happens and why I just am such a big fan of Facebook groups as a multidimensional platform, because all of a sudden these conversations start happening without you there. Like, you know, people who were in the um, Pacific Northwest started talking, people who were, you know, in Texas started talking to it. There were a couple of people in Australia who started talking and, oh my gosh, where are you? And it was great. And I have since learned Posts like that, when these side conversations start happening, end up sparking amazing friendships all because of my group. And that is super cool. And it's not only just friendships, but like work relationships, like referral partners, like they've gone into business together. Like that stuff happens because of the relationships that are getting built. And those relationships can only be built because you've built this platform that encourages that. Now, I know there's a private Facebook group, and then there's a public Facebook group. Is there any other kind of like in-between version or is that basically the only two varieties of, of Facebook groups? No, you have three types of groups basically as far as like privacy. So one is a public group. So anyone can join. You do not need to be approved. One is called a closed group. I think that's the name of it. And a closed group, that's what my group is. So technically it's quote unquote private. If somebody starts typing in the search bar in Facebook, my group will come up. So if they start typing in Biz Women Rock, basically it's searchable is what that means. Got it. And so they can go, I forget what the word is, but like apply to be part of the group. Now I have set the settings where I have to approve them. So I'm going through and making sure these people, you know, are actually women, (laughs) are actually not bots, (laughs) are actually real people. And then there's a secret setting. And secret means that kind of same concept, like they need to be approved, but they, it's not searchable on Facebook. So it's not going to come up. And I believe in there, actually, I'm not 100% certain on this, but I believe with both of the previous types of groups, you could give people the link for the group and they could then get in, whether it's public or be approved to come into a closed group. But if it's secret, I don't think they can actually come in. I think you have to like manually add them into the group into a secret group interesting now if you start one style do you know if you can switch to the other yes you absolutely can yeah you can you can switch all that stuff at any time and then the other thing i always hear in some cases is you know how how do you maintain the fact that it stays focused on what it's supposed to be focused on right great question and so i call this like establishing group culture which I think is really important. And there's a a couple of different ways that you can establish it and a couple of different ways that you can make sure that it's getting respected and continuing along the lines of the kind of culture that you want. So for example, the group culture of Biz Women Rock is one of, well, number one, it's a closed group. And so I know that the conversations that happen in there are private. So it's kind of a safe space. It's just women. So that sort of adds to a certain type of conversation that we can have. The other thing is, is that I've, I have made it very clear that I don't want this group to be spammed all the time. Um, Meaning it's so easy in just about every other business group specifically. And I'm sure this happens in a ton of other groups too, that like everyone's just kind of like throwing their stuff up on the board. Like, Hey, buy my stuff here and go listen to my show here and da 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 da. And 
it, that's not a bad thing. Like I'm not anti those posts, but I choose to manage them in a more productive way because I don't want everyone's feed to be blasted with that. Again, I want this to be a place where people want to show up. So a couple of things that I do is I have my guidelines up in the banner of my Facebook group graphic. And the guidelines are things like, hey, this this is what this community is about. This is how you use it. You, you know, if you have questions or struggles you're going through or you need feedback on something, go ahead and post. We have one day out of the week. Um, it used to be called Promote Your Biz Thursday. I think I'm toying with a phrase of uh, brag, brag on your biz Thursday. Basically, the idea is, is that one day out of the week, I create a post. And within that post, within the comments of that post, everyone can like put whatever stuff they've got going on. If they have a promo, if they have an event going on, they could just talk about their business and, hey, come and buy my product. And that's the one place to do it. Now, the reason that that is so powerful is because it becomes kind of a marketplace. It becomes a one-stop shop where somebody can go and say, hey... Dude, I I love this group. I love this community over here. And I need a web designer. Who does web design? So that anyone can go look up a Promote Your Biz Thursday post and start scanning to see who does web design. It ends up being a really great value. It's really important to establish those guidelines, but to continue backing it up and to continue enforcing it. A couple of things. Number one, I do delete posts that are spammy. Sometimes I delete posts and remove the user. Sometimes I let them know. Sometimes I don't. If there's somebody who's like doing it every single day and they just got in a few days ago, like I will just remove them. There's whatever. Like they obviously have not listened or read that. I do have a pinned video that I have that sort of explains what the group's all about and what this Promote Your Biz Thursday is all about and how to use the group. And then I show up a lot in the group. So I think that that's really important. I know we're sort of in this age of like, you got to delegate and you know you got to like have people help you but when it comes to being a leader of a community you really have to show up and so i'm there a lot so people see me and i just by nature of who i am and what i'm doing and the kind of information i'm giving the support i'm sharing the resources i'm giving you know they see me as that type of a leader and so they're going to they know that i'm there so they're not going to be like going outside the boundaries if you will do you know what i mean sure yeah. So, yep. Well, I, I, I know where you are now. We're going to talk about some things that you've now expanded off your Facebook group, but I want to go back three years ago when you started. What were your expectations when you started the podcast and what were your goals? Oh, I don't think I had any expectations and I don't think I had any goals. Looking back now, really the reason I started the podcast was because at that point, it was 2014, I was five years into running a, uh, a live and in-person entrepreneurs community that uh, we have locally here with my husband and I. And it's called the Tampa Bay Business Owners. It's much like a chamber, but just for entrepreneurs. So I had had that experience and just I knew that I kind of wanted to do my thing. Like that is a company that he had founded. And even though he and I both ran it for all those years, I, I, I knew that I was always really passionate about business women about the entrepreneurial journey from the women's point of view. And so the only goal that I had when I launched the podcast was that I wanted to be the home for women entrepreneurs to tell their stories and to connect with other female entrepreneurs. Because at the time, the only other show that existed like that was Jessica Kupferman's um, that she no longer does, but that was it. And, and I love Jessica. I loved that she was doing that show, but I was like, there needs to be more here. And then... The funny thing is, is that in the pre-chat, you and I had mentioned Natalie with Biz Chicks and she and I literally launched like a week after each other. And now you look at in iTunes and there's so much for business women. And I love that. I personally think that's amazing. So my only goal with the podcast was just to be the home. So if there were women out there who were in the running through the gauntlet of growing their businesses, I wanted them to identify with Biz Women Rock and say like, yes, this is my home. These are the women who speak my language. And this is where I'm getting the support and the knowledge that I need. I know you said you've you've done some things with sponsorship. What's your experience been like? The funny thing is, is that I feel like this idea of like, hey, let me start a podcast and I'm going to monetize it. The, that conversation always start, starts with sponsorship. And while I am a big fan of sponsorship, I think it's a great thing. I don't think it works for everyone. And I absolutely don't think that it's the only way to earn revenue through your podcast and because of your podcast. So I experimented with 
sponsors. I had two sponsors within the first year of Biz Women Rock. And they were people, one of them had been a guest on my show and her, her products were perfect for business women. And then another was a friend who I knew and his product was perfect for business women. And so I brought them both on and it was great. I think we had like a three month contract and we did like, I super like over delivered on the promos that we did for them and all that sort of stuff. And at the end of it, two things happened. I felt really uncomfortable because I had not set up like, Hey, this is kind of a branding thing. And this doesn't necessarily work as to how many people from this show are clicking on this site and opting in this year and buying this product. And now I can see that direct line of revenue. Podcasting advertising doesn't really work that way. It's much more of a branding play, in my opinion, um, of like constantly showing up, building a relationship with the listeners as the representative of that particular brand that's getting advertised. So I just didn't really know. So I don't think I had set it up appropriately. So both of those companies at the end of that were really looking for that type of a model, like how many people came to the site, how many people opted in. And so it was incredibly uncomfortable for me. It made my stomach churn of like, oh my God, I have to have X amount of people go to their site and I have to have X amount of people go buy their stuff. And that just didn't sit well with me. So after that three month stint, I think all parties involved were like, Let's kind of pause this. The summer of 2016, so not too long ago, I'd actually hired an agency to go find me sponsors because at that that point I was like, well, let me see if I could do this again. I kind of understood the conversation better and what how to set up the expectations. And so I brought on another sponsor, and we had a great time. He did. He got a lot of business out of me. And it was wonderful. So he was a sponsor for six months. But one of the things that became very clear to me was like, Biz Women Rock as a business offers coaching services, strategy services, products and programs and education. And there are products and services that I am selling. And what I was recognizing is like my sponsor, because of my uh, agreement with him, like obviously I was giving him a lot of time on the show And then it would be like, okay, well, now I got to pitch my stuff and make sure people know about my stuff. And pretty soon it was like five minutes until we were getting into the show. And I was like, dude, this is not cool with me. I don't, that doesn't feel good. And, and truthfully, like as far as my business model goes, I am my own sponsor. Like my, whatever stuff I have going on, I am talking about that because all that revenue goes directly into my pocket and it's not just whatever fee. And then I don't have to worry about any sort of, you know, headache or stress over like, oh my gosh, are people going to this? Are are people going to their site? Now I'm confident enough with my incredibly loyal audience that, you know, obviously gave this recent sponsor a lot of business and that's great. But I'm very clear, like that taught me, like they're obviously listening to me. Why don't I talk about my products and my services and what I am creating for them because they're asking me for it. So that became real obvious that I am, I am a better sponsor for my show than anyone else right now. Yeah, I had the exact same thing. I had people that could tell me more about Emerald City Productions and their <laughs> editing thing. Then then they'd be like, but what's the school of podcasting about? Yes. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Well, and you started off your coaching with a contest. Talk a little bit about that. I thought this was pretty, pretty um, creative. And I love the way that you started it going in one direction and then went, oh, wait a minute. While we're here, let me see if I can do this. <laughs> Yeah. And right off the bat, I'm going to say that I can't take credit on this idea. I got it from a friend of mine and I just rolled with it. So feel free as you're listening, take this idea. You don't even need to give me credit. Like just go with it and make it yours. So last summer, so summer of 2016, I finally realized after running away from this idea of being a coach and a business strategist for two and a half years at that point, I was like, you know, what? I'm actually really good at that. And people keep asking me to do that. So maybe I should actually like offer that. Right. So I was like, well, how do I, how do I do that? Like, how do I just kind of launch an entire coaching and strategy business? So the idea got that I got and what I did is I started a contest and I ran a contest for two weeks that would allow people to win a 90 minute strategy session with me, which was incredibly valuable. And I just said, well, here's the value of it. And all you have to do is fill out this really quick form. And and then on this particular day, I will be announcing the winners and you can win, right? So for two weeks, I ran that and I would constantly talk about it. I talked about it on the podcast. I you know shared it in the group. I talked about it on my Facebook page. I would send emails out about it. And so over the course of those two weeks, I think I got... I think I ended up getting like 37 people 
who opted in and wanted to win that contest. And so I knew at the end of that contest on that day that I was going to choose winner, we were in, we happened to be in Greece. And so something creative that I did is I did a pre-recorded video because Facebook Live was not possible from little town in Greece. So I did a pre-recorded video that Chris did of me and I was holding my daughter who's just shy of a year old. And I had written down everyone's name who had entered the contest, like old school style, like on a piece of paper, you know, kind of tore it off. So they each had their own piece of paper, put it in a bucket. And I did this video where I was talking to them saying, thank you so much for applying to win this. And Sedona is going to, my daughter is going to pick the winner. And so I had her reach in the bucket. She picked out a winner. I showed the name on the video. And then I posted that video in the group and on the page. And I tagged all of the, I tagged the winner and then I tagged everyone who had applied, right? Just thanking them. And so tons of tons of comments there. Then what I did is I personally emailed the winner and said, Hey, congratulations. Here's the link to schedule that 90 minute call with me. And then every single person, all those other 36 people, I personally emailed. This was not a mass email. I personally emailed them and said, Hey, listen, Dave, I just really want to say thank you so much for taking the time to apply to win this. While you didn't win the 90 minute strategy session, I would like, as a thank you, I'd like to give you a free 25 minute session with me. It can be used for whatever you want, no strings attached. You know, here's the link to schedule that with me. And I think I got, it might've been 25. I don't remember. I think I ended up getting 14 people who registered that, registered that 25 minute session. And I think three of those people ended up converting into paying clients of mine. The one woman who won the strategy session ended up converting into a, a client of mine. And then just by nature of me doing that entire contest, my entire community actually saw like, oh, Katie's open for business, right? <laughs> like, she's she, wow, she does strategy sessions. So I actually had two women completely bypass that entire contest and just come to me directly and say, I, I want to work with you. What, how much do you want? So from I, I went from having this idea of like, yes, I want to have a coaching business and be a strategist to I now had, I think, five or six clients at that point. And out of those six, five of them are still with me. Wow. It was incredible. It was really, really powerful for my business. Big, big boost. Nice. And then so you you grow your Facebook group during this time. And obviously that's leading to coaching. What is your elite group? Yeah. So the Biz Women Rock Elite uh, was something I had thought about doing when I started the podcast and when I started the Facebook group and I saw that people actually wanted to commune in this way. And I just kept thinking like, uh, and I think Chris, my husband was constantly like, Hey, like you should have a paid membership. Like people will pay for this stuff. And I was just terrified for three years. And so finally, you know, I really just kind of had to face the fact because I was thinking like, well, why are, why would people want to pay for a community, what can I have in there that's going to make it so unique and different? And what is this and all that sort of stuff. So once I pretty much got past that fear of like, no one's going to sign up, I decided to finally launch this elite community. And the elite community is really for the action takers of all action takers. These are for now the biz women rock community at large lives globally. And the elite community are those women who are like, I ain't taking no for an answer. Like my business is growing. I'm super passionate about doing this. I'm living a purpose-driven life. And this business is an incredible vehicle for me to make some waves in this world, whether it's in my life or in the, all the, the lives of those that I serve. Like they're serious business women, right? And so... This was my way to now say, hey, this is, we're going to open up this special community. It's going to have all this really great stuff in it. But this is really where I was bringing and am bringing my unique skill set of being an offline community builder, like an in person community builder, to the online setting because I, talk all day about the community really supporting each other. But the the elite is really where that stuff gets seen in action in so many different ways. But I have engineered it to do that. So what that means is it's, you know, most paid membership communities are the leader of the community giving information and everyone learns from that leader. And that's great. And they can all converse with each other because they're sort of in the same boat. And while that stuff absolutely happens within the elite community... I also engineer things so that they can learn from each other and we're all really rising together. So what that means is, in addition to the regular masterclass type of expert you know, education series that I have in there, I also do case studies. And so members, I will know like, well, that member over there is really good at 
creating processes and delegating to a team member. And that's not what she sells. That's not her business, but she happens to be really good at that. And so I'll do an entire case study with that member so she can share how she does some of these things in her business. I had another member who just shared a case study on how she's been doing Facebook ads and how they've been rocking for her business. She doesn't, that's not her business. She doesn't sell Facebook ads. She's a, you know, she's a fitness instructor, but she totally like opened the curtains to how she's doing her Facebook ads. So there are things like that where members can really learn from each other. And like, again, we're like tapping into the common brilliance that each of these business women have. And we really raise each other up. So the value becomes amongst the other members. And in addition to everything that I am, um, you know, educationally wise bringing to the table. So I have used and leveraged the general Biz Women Rock Facebook group and the podcast and the email list and and the Facebook page, all these places where my community lives and gathers. And I really leverage that in order to launch this paid membership community. So so that launch just happened last month. Um, It was kind of uh, what I would consider sort of like a quiet launch. Like it was really just to my community and I opened the doors and then closed them down. So it's closed right now. No one can get in. And then probably in a couple of weeks, I'll open it back up again and just kind of allow more and more people in there, which is really cool. And that's that's exciting to me because that's sort of the future of my entire business. Like that's where, again, like... You know, you get these beating heart, and Dave, I know you can identify with this. When you when you get those podcasters who are just like they live, they eat, they breathe podcasting, and they want to grow, and they're so passionate about growing their podcast and doing great things with it. Like those are the people who really juice you up. Like that's kind of what this is for me. Well, the other thing you did that I was like, wow, I know you did this one for yourself. I didn't realize this was one of your courses. You are taking your community now on retreats. So talk yeah. about one of your retreats. Yeah. Okay. So. Again, this really all comes down to the audience that you have and how you're interacting with that audience and what you're doing with that audience. And so again, I take my the listeners of my podcast, they're in my Facebook group, and then I get to I get to like experiment with a ton of stuff on all those platforms. So again, I had this idea for a retreat when I first started the business, um, just because I was like, dude, it'd be so fun to bring like, you know, a dozen or so women together and we could all do this. And I was just so chicken and never did it. And then the summer of last year of 2016, I finally was like, okay, I'm doing this retreat. So a couple of fun strategic things that I did. Number one, I had made up my mind I was going to do it. And I had already done the research on like how like logistically, like here's where I would have it. I would definitely have it in my kind of in my backyard because I knew I had a contingency of community members here who would support it. And then what I did is I reached out to them one-on-one and I was like, hey, if I did this retreat, would you be interested? And immediately I got four people who were like, yes. So I was like, okay, four people's enough. I, I'm doing this. So then what I did, and this was this was very authentic. It wasn't, I wasn't lying and doing this, but I I made a post within my group that said, listen, ladies, I need your help. I want to do this event. And I didn't know it was going to be a retreat at that time. And I was, I just what I described was something like a workshop, like a day-long workshop or a two-day-long workshop. And it would it would do A, B, and C. It would basically get you ready for 2017 at that point, right? So so I described what it was. And I said, here's where I need your help. I cannot come up with a sexy name for this. What do you guys recommend? Like all the names that I had were boring. So I had so many, I must have had like 40 or 50 comments of all these women giving me great recommendations for what I should call this. And one of those was the Biz Women Rock Retreat. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Retreat means something very different than a workshop. That all of a sudden, that means like kind of a weekend away. That means a little bit of a higher ticket price. That means a different dynamic that happens. And I was like, oh my God, like that's it. So the reason why I'm saying that is because I used that post as a foundational strategy for a, my community really actually helped me. So now I had buy-in from them. They knew what I was thinking, what was coming up. And then when I finally did launch the retreat and say, okay, it's here. I went through and I tagged every single person who had commented on that post. And then I had, I had asked them in that original post, like, Hey, if you happen to be interested in it, let me know. And so every person who had commented that they would be interested, I sent a personal Facebook message to and said, Hey, listen, you had mentioned that you were interested. Here's a link for it to read more about it and to sign up. I would love to have you there. Spaces are limited. So yeah. So, um, I mean, my very first retreat was incredibly successful. I had 13 women register. I think nine of them were VIPs, which meant that they 
paid a higher amount in order to have a room because I ended up getting a vacation rental by owner home, like kind of like a big beach house, basically. Mm -hmm. So I could sell beds. So, you know, if you were VIP, you basically got room and board. And so there were nine of the women who opted into that. So they got an entire VIP experience. And then there were four women who who pretty much like just showed up for the day and the education and they got immense value out of it. So it was incredibly wonderful. And then I additionally, I ended up having a sponsor <laughs> and you would think like anyone's like, dude, there's only 13 people there. Why would you, how in the world would you get a sponsor? But all I did is I, I kept thinking like, who are the women in the room and what do they need? And then I happened to meet with uh, one of the Biz Women Rock community members who has a concierge, like a personal, um, like a high-end personal service business, right? And I was like, okay, every lady in the room is an ideal client for you. Would you be interested in sponsoring? And here's what that would look like. And she immediately said yes which told me I didn't ask enough, but she immediately said yes. <laughs> and and there you go. Now I have a sponsor for this event. That's awesome. That just paid for all the food, you know? So it was mind-blowing. It was completely... It took my entire community and my experience of my community members to a different level because... Look, my my community, I'm very, very lucky. I have a community of, of a lot of women, like thousands and thousands and thousands of women all over the world. And even though those were only 13 of them, the 13 women who were like the loyalists, like the most loyal of the most loyal, they were there. I had one of my women fly in from Australia to be at this retreat. Wow. But if you weren't there, we were like sending pictures out all on, you know, all on uh, the Facebook group. And so if you weren't there and you were a Biz Women Rock member, you wanted to be there. So you, And then you felt like you were kind of part of the experience. So I'm a big believer in making sure that things happen in the real world, like in the live space. And that stuff ends up gluing your entire community together. So yeah, it was amazing. And there will absolutely be a retreat in 2017, you know, and, and I will continue to expand on that, on those live events. Well, you said you didn't do it because you were scared. What, what were you scared of? <laughs> Oh, I mean, why would people sign up for my community instead of somebody else's? Like everyone has a membership group. Why would people sign up for this one? Why would people pay for something that I felt like I was giving free, right? And I'm sure a lot of podcasters can identify with this. Like I was giving so... I And I do. I give so much value and education on my podcast. Within my private Facebook group, there's so much value that gets put out there. In my mind, I couldn't conceive like what could possibly be in this community because it wasn't attached to a course. And a lot of membership communities are attached to a course, right? So it wasn't like, hey, learn the ABCs of taking your business from a six-figure business to a seven-figure business. Like it wasn't that. So it wasn't that niche or specific. It was like, like it was like the most driven women. So how do I make them feel like they have to be a part of it. So so for me, it was a little of getting clarity over like, what's the real value proposition here? And I had to kind of step out of my ego and say, what makes this so special? Oh, wait, I actually have a lot to offer here. <laughs> I mean, this is a little bit of imposter syndrome. And yes, I had it three years into this business. Like, like who am I to do this? Well, I actually, you know what? I've had now almost a decade of incredible business building experience. I have so many amazing relationships that I, this is what it's proving to do. Like I, I am acting as sort of like a concierge, if you will. I'm, I always forget the term, like um, a curator. So I am out there like searching for the best of the best content and experts and information for my elite ladies. And I'm the one that's curating that for them and bringing those people in. And I, and I have the benefit of having made incredible friends in so many different arenas in business for this past decade. And literally all I have to do is text my friend over here and Voxer my friend over here and message my friend over here. Hey, would you want to come into the elite community and talk about this? And so like, that's part of what the value is for people. And so I had to see that. And then truth be told, it, it wasn't until... Podfest of 2017 that I was sitting down having drinks with a couple of my Biz Women Rock community members who were there. And I was starting to verbalize what this thing was. And immediately before I, before I ended, all four of them were like, I'm your first member. I'm your second member. I'm your third member. I'm your fourth member. I was like, okay, got it. I got it. <laughs> I got to do this now. <laughs> so was that the biggest thing that changed was just you, you had to kind of get over your own imposter syndrome to, totally. to, to kind of get out of your own way? You know, I, I work with a business coach and for weeks and weeks and weeks, I would like tell her this whole thing. Like, why is my thing any different? And she's like, 
because of you get out of your own way and just do it. And so, and, and truthfully, a lot of what scared me was like, Oh my God, now I'm like responsible for having to produce this content all the time. And that's scary. But then I would have a smack in my face and be like, Katie, you've been producing a podcast, a weekly podcast for three years. I don't think that you have a problem (laughs) being able to provide content, right? Like there's, I'm not going anywhere. That was a lot of it. And so truthfully, for anyone who's wanting to try something and try to make an offer, really what I say is like really brainstorm on the concept of really what you want it to be. And this, this holds true, whether you want to launch a product of some sort, a a course of some sort, if you want to do coaching or if you want to have a membership community or whatever it is, do a brain dump of what this thing could be and all the value it would have in there. And I'm going to make the assumption that you're going to get incredibly excited about it. If you're not, you should probably end it there. But um, if you do get excited about it, go tell a few of your community members about it. And if they are like, oh my God, when's it going to open? Right. Then now you know, now you've got proof of concept and then you go build it. Don't spend days building out a course or I shouldn't even say days, days, weeks, months, sometimes years, building something out before you even have people who you know are going to buy it and yeah. invest in it. There was a spot, and I've always said they are the arch nemesis of podcasting, which of course are babies. And um, <laughs> you had one, and you had you had taken some information to kind of keep your show on somewhat autopilot while you gave birth and, and were taking care of the little person. But there came a time when you're kind of like, I'm not sure if I want to go back to podcasting because, well, a you had this whole again this baby thing. They're so needy; they always want fed and want their diaper changed. They're so selfish. I tell you. I know. What are they thinking? I know. <laughs> what got you back into it? Because it, I could see where it'd be easy to go. You know what? Number one, you have like one of the cutest children on the planet, period. Oh, thank you. Um, well, she loves you, Uncle Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but what pulled you back in? What What enabled you to come back in? You know what? I don't know. I think I just, I think what it was, and this tends to happen anytime I get in a rut with my podcast, people start commenting about it without me asking for it, like all, all of a sudden I'll just get a couple of Facebook posts or, you know, tweets out there and people like give sh- a shout out to me and my show. And oh my God, this was an amazing episode. This was a game changer for me. And, or somebody sends me an email, like totally. It just, I think timing wise that just ended up happening right around that point. And I was like, okay, okay. I still got to do this. And yeah. then, and then I started getting excited about what else I could do. And that's, that's probably about the point where I changed the format of my show quite a bit. So, and I started experimenting with different types because I also realized I was bored of it. I was bored of the format. So I needed to spice it up. So it now became a new project for me to try and experiment with. You're allowed to change your format? Yeah, believe it or not. As you will hear, experimenting is a pretty common uh, word in my vocabulary just because I don't want anything to get stale. I don't want to get stale with it. And and if I was getting stale with it, of course, my listeners were getting stale with it. So, right. so yeah. So yes, you can change your format and it can just be whatever the heck you want. And as we wrap up here, can you think of, you know, you've had all this time with your community. Does anything stand out that just knocked you out of your chair? Like, wow, I can't believe I had that kind of impact. Oh my God. It it happens a lot. And I'm really amazed at it. Um, When I first launched the show, the very first email that I got of fan mail was from a woman named Stephanie, who was basically telling me the story about like how at that point she didn't really like her job, but she wanted to be creative. And she heard that episode and that just inspired her to go do this. And I pulled over in the car and cried. And (laughs) that was awesome. What was really cool is like, she's obviously continued to listen to the show. And she showed up as being one of those people who had called in not so long ago, a couple of months ago to tell me about whatever question I had asked, like maybe about, you know, your, your lowest moment in your business and how you went through that, like how you got through it. And she came in to talk about it. And it was so amazing to hear what had happened in that time from that first email that she sent. And I mean, she pretty much is like, I got, like, I would learn every single week with your, with your show and I would go implement something and and there are so many versions of that that just baffle me. And then, you know, I mean, I just had I had one of my clients tell me the other day, kind of off the cuff, like that she she's reached what I call E equilibrium in her business, which means that she has recurring revenue that basically pays for her bills every month, which is a magical place to be for any business owner. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> 
and it's and she's she listens to the podcast. She she's super active in the group. You know, she's a personal client of mine. She's an elite member. Like it's it's when I get to feel like that it happens on all these different levels. And I get to, I have the opportunity and the blessing to be part of somebody's life that way, whether it's small, whether they just listen to me and they never comment in the group or they never, you know, I've never heard from them, but I know all of a sudden I had some woman reach out to me about two and a half years after I started the podcast and tell me a story about how she started her business because she started listening to my podcast. And I never heard from her in that whole time. So yeah, I mean, it's just it blows my mind that I get to do what I get to do, which is why I'm so passionate about podcasting as a way to share a message and to be able to show up and impact people, even when you don't know if you're impacting them. Well, if you want to rock your Facebook group, if you want to rock your own retreat, or if you want to work with Katie, uh, go check out her website at bizwomenrock.com. She's got a course on Facebook group. She's got a course on uh, rocking your retreat as well as if you just want to do a little one-on-one consulting, again, her website is bizwomenrock.com. Katie Kremitzos, thanks for coming on the show. Dave, thank you so much. I love your show, and I'm so, so honored to have been here. Awesome to have her on the show. And uh, just a little, as we wrap things up here, a couple things I wanted to point out. I did something a little different here. Normally, I would start off and do her story and how she built up things and then get into Facebook groups. Because I brought her on as a Facebook expert, And that's what, in theory, you clicked on play to hear. We did the Facebook stuff first, and then we did her story. And just peeling back the curtain, let you know what I was thinking here. But some great things here. And building a Facebook group is a lot like building your podcast. You want to make your audience feel special. You want to bring people into the conversation. It's a giant experiment. I love the fact that she said that. I always say your podcast is a recipe, not a statue. And uh, just the fact that one thing led to another in that Facebook group. And does this mean you have to have a Facebook group? No. But it is a way I've now heard where people are getting intimate details on what their audience wants to hear, which then feeds the podcast, which then feeds the community, which then feeds the Facebook group, which gives you more feedback. So it's kind of a thing that can help your podcast snowball if this is something you're looking to do. And again, you can find her website, bizwomenrock.com, if you're looking for tips on starting a Facebook group. I want to thank everyone who's been sending in their feedback for episode number 568. If you missed it last week, here's what I'm looking for. This is every month I do the last week of the month has a, uh, a basically an audience where we use your input on the episode. And this week's question is or this month's question is a do you have a podcast if you answer yes are you still doing it great then why are you doing it and if you want to send this in via audio that'd be great uh, some people are sending in via email that's great i prefer audio but i will take you know if you don't have a microphone lying around uh, if you did start a podcast but you've you've stopped it i would love to know why and there's no judging here we just want to know why maybe you had a baby who knows uh, lastly if you don't have a podcast uh, why not And I would love to hear that answer. And we're going to be playing those on episode number 568. Also have another bonus. It's another bonus poll. And this one is I'm thinking of of revamping something that I have, which is basically a banner advertisement exchange where basically you would put up like your your show artwork and then uh, you upload it and you could say, look, put this in the music category. And then on your website, you could say, I only want to show other images from the music category on my website. And when you show somebody's artwork on your website, somebody shows your artwork on another website, hence the banner exchange. And uh, I've done this in the past. It's actually, I have one running now. Uh, My question is, is this something you'd be interested in doing? Because I'm thinking of revamping it, updating the uh, software that uses it. If you're interested in this, Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash banner pool, excuse me, banner poll, as in B-A-N-N-E-R-P-O-L-L. And of course, this will all be out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 568. And uh, last but not least, if you're going to podcast movement, use the coupon code SOP10. That'll save you 10% off podcast movement, the largest podcasting and uh, new media kind of, it's the grandfather of all podcast uh Events And I will be there speaking on a panel, also be working the Libsyn booth. And if you're like, Dave, all this podcasting stuff, I don't even have a podcast yet. 
I would love to work with you. I got 12 years of experience, and it really is my passion. I really love working with people. You can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code listener. And the only place you get that is right here in the podcast. You won't find that on the website. It's my way of saying thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. And use the coupon code L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R, and that will save on that. If you just need a couple questions answered, I also offer one-on-one consulting. So thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care, and God bless. God bless.